Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast, formerly known as the PDR Coach Podcast. If you're looking to launch your career after physical PDR training, then make sure you focus on the business side just as much as you do on the pushing side. You need to learn to push dense and you need to learn about how to get dense to push. The PDR Launchpad program has been completed by dozens of other new PDR technicians and it helped them get their business off the ground. It's a 30-part video, video course that teaches you literally everything you need to know about starting a new paintless dent repair business. You'll learn things like creating a business entity, which insurances to have, creating a logo, branding yourself, social media, in-person and online sales, phone skills, short-term and long-term marketing strategies, how to expand your business, and several mindset tools that I use in my coaching, my uh, one-on-one high-dollar coaching clients. You can find the program at denttrainer.com slash courses slash PDR launchpad. Um, again, denttrainer.com slash courses slash PDR launchpad. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast Trainers Edition, where I interview the top trainers in our industry for you so you can make the best decision on where to go learn the art and skill of PDR. Welcome to the podcast, Marty. Hello, sir. Glad to be here. All right. We're going to run through these questions. You get the best answers. I'll try to clarify a little bit, but I'll keep my opinion out of it. Um, what is your name and the name of your training school? My name is Marty Runick and the school is Top Gun PDR Training. Awesome. And you have a website, I assume? Yeah, topgunpdrtraining.com. Perfect. That's easy. Where is the training facility located? We're uh, about 30 miles directly east of Sacramento, California, Cameron Park. Yes, sir. Uh, Were you, are you, or have you ever been a technician a PDR technician, if so, for how long? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's kind of a complicated one to, to uh, answer. I was, actually did old school metal finishing back in the very early 70s. And believe it or not, PDR was something you learned. You, you picked up that skill. Back then, it was all, um, gosh, lacquer or single stage enamel. It was super fragile. So we could do, I mean, at the most, dime size dent. Mm-hmm. And couldn't have any depth to it at all because the paint was so fragile. We put a heat gun on it and used like an overhead reflection and did it uh, like that. Um, and I did that for off and on for a little bit, but then when, you know, obviously the uh, paint got a lot more flexible, that changed things, but I was making really good money in the body shop. And I didn't want to change. And then in 95, the uh, bottom fell out of the industry. As far as body shops go, I, I was a heavy hitter. I used to do frame repair. Uh, I used to teach it too, making tons of money in the insurance industry, totally screwed that up. So I decided, you know what, going full-time into PDR and I've been doing it ever since. And been training since right around 2000, about 2004, uh, 2003, 2004. Gotcha. Uh, why, why or how, I guess, did you start a training school? And you just said you've been training since 2002, 2004, but why'd you go into right. the school? Well, uh, another interesting story. Uh, I got started in, I was in doording.com. I'm sure you remember that forum. I do. Very was, back end of it. I was not. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a couple guys that were complaining, one veteran and another guy that they got, had gotten ripped off by uh we call them training mills. So I uh, ended up training for free, you know, just a few days, just to kind of get them over the hurdles. It went really well. And so they got back on the forum, started, you know, you know all kinds of rave reviews. Uh, then a guy that was having really bad problems called and I actually had to have him for two weeks. He wrote like a two page testimonial on Dorbing. It was, it was uh, just super long and uh, started getting more and more requests for it. And, uh, went really well, but I was still had my dent business going. There was no way I was going to make that transition. So I trained for about 10% of the time, did dents for 90. 
And I had a heart attack in 2005, and that pretty much changed everything, scared the heck out of my wife. And she basically told me, you're going to do what you want to do. You know, what's less stress for you? And I said, well, you know, she said, you seem happier when you're training. I said, oh, you know, yeah, I always have been. <laughs> she basically told me that's what you're doing. <laughs> so uh, the decision was kind of made for me. And uh, actually, it I am happier doing it. I, I do. I've, I've trained in everything I've ever done, sheet metal repair, heavy hitting with the, you know, the frame machines I used to train for a cheap easy liner in some other places and it just always seems more enjoyable the day the day goes by super quick you know what i mean so yeah awesome yeah. how many techs have you trained <laughs> in pdr i guess i have to specify yeah it'd be in pdr um, uh, somewhere between 600 to 650 okay any handle on the success of the techs or how many are still pushing today or any if you have yeah, actual numbers be, or any kind of feeling, yeah, the vast that. majority of them, and some of that's due to me, and some of it's due to the fact that I cheat. I, I pre-qualify my students. I will not train anyone. I make sure that they've done a marketing survey, that they've got the basic requirements. I've got a bunch of videos on YouTube that I send them to, and they have to watch all seven videos. After they've done that, they call me back. You know, does that sound like you? Yeah, it does. And we I interview them some more. And once I'm sure they can, you know, do well at this. Uh, we, I, I put them in as soon as I can. Gotcha. How many people do you train at a time? Uh, two only. Two at a time. That's it. How long is the training? Two weeks for the two beginning weeks? class. Two mm -hmm. at a time. Um, why should a new tech pick your training school? Like what's unique about it? Well, uh, biggest thing is I'm, some people say I'm brutally honest. I don't, I wouldn't go that far, but I definitely tell it the way it is. Uh, my website's like probably like nothing most people that read it go, oh my gosh, this guy trying not to train what's going on here. And they watch the YouTube videos and they go, you're so negative. And it's not a matter of being negative. It's telling that this is not an easy trade to get into. As I'm sure, you know, you have to be a mm -hmm. certain personality type. You got to have certain skill sets that, that most guys, you know, don't have. And I, I, I'm very blunt about saying one out of 10 techs can, uh, people can learn to do this trade at all. And if you're not, if you don't have these characteristics uh, and, and, and skills, you really don't, you really shouldn't be getting into this. All right. What do you offer your trainees outside of physical PDR training? And I'll give a couple examples. Um, tools or or helping to purchase tools like a tools list. Uh, right. Do you help with PDR pricing, marketing, sales, anything outside of just like physical push on? Right. Yeah. We uh, generally customize a set. I deal with three different, manu actually four different manufacturers. You can't just go to one company and buy a tool set. In my opinion, uh, if you're going to get a really good quality set where one tool does a wide variety of jobs, you got to pick and choose. Uh, so I, I help them choose. And it's, it's, you know, different for every student, but um, <clears throat> core tools are pretty much the same. Gotcha. Um, anything else outside of training? Uh, well, the marketing is I've handled that. I got a Facebook page now for my students only. It's got uh, tons of information on how to market to every conceivable <laughs> place out there that I can think of that I've done in, in my trade. And of course, it's different, you know, different parts of the country are wildly different. Mm -hmm. So you can't really do pricing. It just it varies too much. Gotcha. Uh, can you summarize kind of your philosophy on PDR training and how it works from like just a high level of how metal moves or anything like that? Uh, yeah. As far as the physical aspect of it, the, the big, probably the biggest thing I do, that's, I, I think sets me apart from other people doing it is I custom make the reflection for every tech's eyes. Uh, the reason I do that is that was my biggest stumbling block in PDR uh, for, for decades, right? I was trying to do this and, I, and it just, yeah, it went all right. Uh, long story short, I ran into an optics engineer at Bell Labs, a uh, customer, and he told me that I was using the wrong reflection. It's like, how would you know that? Um, 
stayed with him. Uh, he taught me an awful lot. And uh, with his help, I was able to come up with a, a, a it's a, it's a fog, but it's a different type of fog and it's different for everybody's eyes. So he, he showed me how to test people and I do that. And it, it I mean, it, rat, it changed in two weeks. I can do what a lot of people do in a month because they're finding their tool tip in, you know, no more than 30 minutes. And I mean, very, very accurately, but it's because their vision's optimized, the fog is optimized for them. And it usually takes one to two hours uh, to get them to that point where I figured out the fog, we hook it up and it's like, okay, I can see now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that that was always the biggest problem for me and for most techs that I know that, you know, I just, I really can't see what I'm doing. So uh, that, that that's my biggest thing. The second thing is, is I do PDR pretty much the way the Fairmont method uh, of metalworking used to be. And I, some people may be, familiar with that. That's how the old time techs used to use metal or move metal rather. So it's not so much a matter of moving metal, it's releasing the pressure in the right sequence. So if you get a golf ball size dent, in fact, I have a video where I do a golf ball size dent on the very first one and she'll slow it down so they can see what I'm doing. Uh, make those first few pushes right, get everything going. You shouldn't have to use any tap downs in your work, uh, in my opinion. Uh, tap downs are great for glue pulling, obviously, and for other things, but not to fix mistakes in your in your work. So if you're making a bunch of highs, you're, you're wasting time, you're hurting your dent, and it just, it's not going to go well for you. You're never going to get that 98, 99% repair that we try to get. Uh, so basically, uh, I do not move metal. I release pressure in the right sequence. That's for small dents and large dents. Uh, Fairmont method really shows when you get, when you get to doing larger dents. In fact, I've got some videos on YouTube where I, I go through the theory and then I demonstrate the theory on light panels. It makes a huge difference in finishing. It really does. I mean, big time. Okay. So I, I do PDR more like an old school metal guy. <clears throat> I was a classically trained Fairmont tech by, in fact, I served a four year apprenticeship back in the seventies with, uh, maybe some of your listeners would know and remember the name, uh, well, probably not. Anyway, uh, it, back then you served apprenticeships. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and if it not for that, I would be, I'm sure I'd be doing PDR like everybody else. I wouldn't know any different. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, do you teach anything about ergonomics or protecting your body? Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, from personal experience, dude, I'll tell you what, we try to get them into a flat bars. Uh, anything you can do with a flat bar, working upside down, uh, very, very definitely helps uh, in a wide variety of positions. We don't just do one. Like there's a certain way that I think you need to work fenders if you're going to keep yourself from getting elbow issues. And you got to take the pressure off the wrist, man, whatever you've got to do. So, yeah, I'm a big believer in the fact that you probably know I developed the mm -hmm. first practical adjustable handle tools. Um, didn't make a dime on them. But uh, that that went a long way to easing easing the pain on the wrist, and yeah, I, I'm I'm very very big in ergonomics. You have to be if you're going to survive. Sure, sure. Um, you may have answered this, but I'll ask it um, specifically. Do you train with lines, fog, or both? Lines, fog, and natural reflection, all three. They've all got their strengths. Uh, I, I, you know, some of these guys want to argue about which is best. They are all good for certain things, and one overcomes the strengths or weaknesses of the other. So no, we, we do all three, uh, primarily fog though. Fog <laughs> will do most of the job, but lines and, and uh, uh, natural reflections are, I, I think they're a must also. Uh, and now, having said that, there are some people that cannot learn off of fog. I mean, it's not eyes, it's more of a brain type of thing. They call them digital thinkers versus analog. Uh, they have to learn on a line board, there's no other way. I would say about 5% of the texts that I do, if they can't see anything off of fog, there's just no way. So you got to be able to do all of them. Do you train for route work or hail or both? You know, this, I'm glad you asked that. I don't like either, to be quite honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I think retail is, I've, I've, I've done all of, the, all of them. I couldn't stand hail. Uh, just 
uh, long story. Uh, retail, or excuse me, dealerships, I, I, the GMs and the UCMs out there, it's like constant, you know, you know what you charge, you make more than I do, you know, nothing but, uh, you know, beating me up, trying to get lower prices and everything, at least in my area, that's the way it was. And then I, I, I started doing retail so much better, so much better. That's what I really run, I recommend people doing because it's, a, you feel so great at the end of the day, you want to go back versus <laughs> beating up at car lots all day. It's like, you're just another vendor to them, you know? So I would, I would put retail in the, in the route work. Yeah. Umbrella dealerships oh, okay. and retail. Yeah. So you, you're pr primarily not training for hail, primarily nope. training for a local route. Yeah. And, and, and almost like retail. all retail. Okay. I, I retail. really try to push everybody into retail. Okay. Um, do, I think you answered this, but do you teach working inverted or right side up? Both. Or upside and, down. And, and, right and a whole lot more. If any position that'll take that strain off the wrist and the elbows and the back. Yep. Do you offer advanced courses outside of the two people at a time, two weeks? I do. Uh, usually that's for large dent repair though. So if the student of mine that did the, the small dance, usually that's, I, I, I would say I only get maybe 10% of my students ever come back for advanced. And that's when they, they've done a large dance and they're, they're bored with small stuff, right? And they <laughs> want to learn large dance. So we do one week of uh, intensive large dent theory, uh, kicking and quarter panels and that sort of thing. Yeah. Is that one-on-one? -on -one, it sounds like that has to be one-on-one because -on -one you, you never get two advanced techs at the same point. It just doesn't work. Do you train techs for any large companies or just solo businesses? I, I did at one time. I don't anymore because their requirements have changed. They want speed. Uh, they want production and quality is, I'm not saying out the door, but uh, I don't anymore. No. Yeah. Do you offer a certification or test like to pass, like you graduated? Um, and if you do, what's it based on? Yeah, no certifications at all. Uh, that, in my opinion, uh, certifications mean nothing. They really don't because it, you have to be independent and you have to be, for a certification to mean anything like, let's say, um, veil certification. That is independent. That actually does mean something. But if I certified you, all that would say is I certified you. Uh, I don't know if you know the local tech. I'll, I'll tell you after after we stop. Yeah, we'll talk outside. Yeah, we'll keep it just to your school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Do you test? So no. So come for two weeks. Two weeks is over. Uh, you get a, you get a diploma, go. but certificate. I can certify. If you want to, I'll fill out something saying you're certified. It'll mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just like it'll mean for any other school, nothing because. Uh, yeah, you um, know, there's no certificate. There is no standards in PDR, dude. There's nothing. It, it's, it's the wild west out there, like herding a bunch of cats. <laughs> what are the package options and the cost? Uh, cost is sixty five hundred for the two week course. Uh, advanced training that that varies. I, I, that has to be on a case by case basis. Yeah. Um, how can they pay you? Uh, check, cash, Zelle, uh, credit card, man, whatever. How far out do you book for training typically? Uh, right now, I'm kind of backing off just a bit because we're going to be hopefully moving uh to tennessee in a little while here but i'm still doing it um probably will for another couple of years i do plan on retiring for good at 70 so i'll be going a little while longer and how many years till 70 just out of curiosity a couple uh, less than two <laughs> two years wow okay close i'll do some advanced classes after that uh mm -hmm. and, and probably a few beginning here and there but you know I'll, I'll, i don't think i'll ever get out of it entirely because it's uh it's certainly not boring yeah, <laughs> you, you look forward to getting up every day, but uh, you know, after a while, I've heard retirement gets boring. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Best way for clients to reach out to you? Uh, well, probably from the website or on YouTube by email. Uh, 
Yeah, emails, emails on the website, phone numbers on the website. Yeah. Stuff all like that. stuff's on the website. Uh, a question I ask at the end of every podcast that I do is, where do you see the future, the future of PDR going? Mm, and how are you is, helping it? That's a good question. Are you talking about money? Or are you talking about how, how the basic trade's going? Or Take it however you want. Is it, are we going to be around in 20 yeah. years? Are we going to get paid well, more? Are we going to be I, replaced by I, robots? I don't know. I was worried about that uh, about 10, 12 years ago. And I don't know if you noticed, but uh, they, they've started experimenting with you know, the Saturn and Fiero different cars. They had nothing but problems with composite materials, uh, resins and everything. Uh, from what I, all, all the, I've kind of tied in with Ford Motors and a couple other people because I have a long history in automotive. Uh, it's all going off, it's all going aluminum and you better get used to it. <laughs> that, that's just flat, flat out the way it is. Uh, and that, that, that's the real shame of it. I know a lot of PDR techs are going, man, once aluminum comes in, I'm out. That's ridiculous. I mean, aluminum is actually, it, it's no harder than steel to work. And in some cases it's actually easier, but if you work it the same way you work steel, yeah, it's a nightmare. I mean, we're going to have to adapt. We're going to have to. I mean, you, aluminum is going to be mainstream and you better adapt to it. All right. Anything else you want to share before we wrap it up about your school uh, or anything like that that I missed? No, I mean, speaking about aluminum, that's something we do in a basic course, by the way, that is not an advanced technique uh, to me. You better learn it right now to be awesome. competitive. Yeah. There you go, man. I appreciate it. Yep. No problem, man. All right. Are you looking for a job instead of starting your own paintless air repair business? Or are you trying to expand your business with another technician? That's exactly why we built recruitatech.com. Visit the website to create your own job seeker or employer profile. The website is one of a kind. You can actually upload photos and videos of your work. No more paper resumes. Um, all photo and video showing exactly what you can do. If you're a job seeker, you can post before and after photos and videos of your work to the potential, your potential new employer. Or if you're an employer looking for a new employee to add to the team, you can showcase what your work environment looks like and what you're looking for in an employee, all in video form. In addition, even if you're not looking forward to job, for a job or an employee, you can go create a totally free profile at recruitertech.com and can potentially pick up contract work with other local technicians. So again, go check it out. Make a free profile, recruitatech.com, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-A-T-E-C-H.com.